Welcome to the pregame podcast of the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. I'm Travis Justice. He's Ross Peterson. He's here for the pregame, Ross, but you're not going to be here for the postgame sound off. I'm going to Canada. Sorry, man. You're going to have a great show. No matter what happens with this game, uh, the Jethro's Sound Off on, on Saturday night is going to be an epic show. I mean, just play this out either way. That the, it, the Hawkeyes lose a close one. You've got this captive audience that uh, is going to be excited that the Hawks played close with the top five team and but is pissed off because they lost. Yes. If they somehow get blown out in this game, which I think there's a, a chance of that happening, um, people are going to be pissed off that the Hawks didn't play nearly as well as we thought they would. And if they win, which I also think there's a chance that happens, uh, this is, that's going to be an epic show. So I... As much as I enjoy fishing, and Saturday and Sunday and all next week are going to be great days for me, Saturday night's going to be a fun night for you, man. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be on until 1.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Again, 1.30 in the morning is when we will sign off from Sound Off. Andrew Downs will join me uh, on Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO, the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. And we may have some... We may have, it's tentative, we're not going to give out the names, we may have some former Hawkeyes in there too with us to, to offer their... Late night. Their, it's tough yes. ask. Yeah, it, it is a very tough. You know, we started asking, hey, you want to do it? Yeah, what time are you going on? Well, we're going on at uh, 10.30, and we're on until 1.30, and it's like, well, that's a little late. I can hang out for a little bit. It's the yeah. usual response. We'll see so, what happens. Yeah, but it, it should be a lot of fun. Of course, Iowa taking on Penn State, night game at Kinnick Stadium. And, Ross, pretty much the consensus of everybody around the country right now. I talked to Chuck Long earlier this morning. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, Penn State, best team in the Big Ten right now, and it's hard to argue with that. Yeah, we'll see how that plays out over the course of the year. Right now, this is the best team in the Big Ten. I think this will be Still haven't played anybody, though. That's true. I think this will be the best team the Hawks play all year. We'll see what happens when Ohio State comes to town a little bit later. Wisconsin looks like a really good team also. But let's uh, let's just talk about this team, Travis. You've got several guys on this defense that are going to play on Sunday. Well, a couple. you got a couple guys on the offense that are going to be playing on Sunday. Maybe, maybe the most well-balanced, dynamic team on both sides of the ball that the, that has come to Kinnick Stadium in a long time. Uh, with McSorley and, um, Barkley. and Barkley in the backfield, that that offense just is a, a And their a tight end's a beast. They, and their offensive line is really yeah. good. Uh, defensively, they're solid from front to back. So this is... The Hawks have to have a lot of chips fall into into place to to win on Saturday. But you know what? Sometimes that happens, and we saw it last year at a night game against Michigan. So uh, we we know that Kenneth can be magical at night. We know that Iowa plays well against top five teams. Last year they just they fell to behind twenty one nothing, and it, the, the ball started rolling downhill, and you just couldn't stop it. Uh, that's what Iowa has to avoid on Saturdays is falling behind early because they are a team that will strike and, and, and continue to strike. But, I, but again, I think Iowa's different at, at home for sure. Travis, I think the most important thing to remember from last year's game, if you're a Hawkeye fan, is that after that game when Saquon Barkley came out and said, we, essentially we made him quit, we knew they quit, we took their heart, whatever the, the phrasing was, um, he challenged Iowa's manhood after that game last year. And the Hawkeyes responded instantly uh, last season. They, they played better that next weekend when they came yep. out of the locker room. And they said that, that throughout the year you heard that. I guarantee you that has resonated in those helmets the entire year, and it's been repeated several times this week that 
you quit playing against this team. They knew it last year, and you can't let that happen. Yeah, I was going to say, I know it's bulletin board material, but he wasn't inaccurate in his No, statement. not at all. And I think that's why Ferentz is able to, will be able to use it so effectively this week, because it was true. And, and that's probably why it was so effective last year. Hawkeyes taking on Penn State night game at Kinnick Stadium. Kickoff at 6.30. Of course, pregame starts at 4.30 on News Radio 1040 WHO. After the postgame festivities on the Iowa Hawkeye Radio Network, the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off starts at 10.30. We're scheduled to go. Scheduled to start at 10.30. We may go earlier. We may go later. But we will be on the air until 1.30 a.m. into Sunday because it's going to be a lot to talk about as you drive back from Iowa City. Um, interesting stuff because I think this is the big test now. Not just for Iowa as a whole, but Nate Stanley. Nate Stanley's had a great three games. He, I mean, he's he's doing what we what we and every Hawkeye fan needs him to do. But this competition is different. The setting is different. The pressure is different. Ross. Yeah, Travis, you you're gonna have to have a good game on a lot of angles. And let's start with Nate Stanley and that offense. Um, he's one of the things that I think most Hawkeye fans have been surprised with pleasantly is how many weapons they seem to have to that passing game. How many targets Nate Stanley has been able to find in these first three games. And I think you're going to have to utilize that big time on Saturday. And including getting Akram Wildly involved in that passing game. And we've seen some real dynamic plays with him coming out of the backfield when they're pitching it to him or, or, or tossing it out there. But you're going to have to hit your tight ends. Uh Fant and Hawkinson probably both going to need a few targets. You're going to have to spread the ball around that receiving core. I wouldn't be surprised to see closer to that Iowa State. I think what uh, Stanley completed passes to nine different yeah. receivers against Iowa State. You're probably going to have to be closer to that number than the three we saw against Wyoming or whatever it was against North Texas, four or five. Um, so that's to me, that's the important part. And Nate Stanley has to continue with his uh, limiting mistakes. Turnovers are going to be huge in this game. Turnovers and penalties are the two cliches, I think, for the Hawkeyes this game. You've got to clean up those two things. And don't be surprised at special teams plays, you know, from yeah, yeah. from punt coverage to punt returns to just also in field position. You know, where, 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 where's that field position going to be? Akram Wadley scheduled to be back uh, in the backfield. James Butler not going to be. He's going to be out at least through the bye week, it looks like. But I think after last week and those two guys that came in, I, I we feel a lot better about the depth at running back. Uh, with when Wadley and uh, Butler were injured last year. Yeah, week. Torin Young looks fantastic. I mean, he for a freshman, that guy looks like one of those classic Iowa running backs. I mean, he's big, uh, broad shoulders. He's, he hits the hole hard. He's running upfield. He's squared. Like there's all the there were a lot of things that Hawkeye fans saw last week that they loved about Torin Young. And then uh, Ivory Kelly Martin, it looks like uh, he's got another gear. That's the words that Kirk yep. Ferentz used. Talking about how, you know, we saw this guy in practice, we saw him on film. It wasn't until we saw him with our own eyes and uh, against competition that we realized he's pretty special. And Ference, as you talked about last week on Sound Off, Travis, he doesn't hand out compliments. No. So when he says something like that, you need to be paying attention. So I, I'm with you. I, I don't think – if you would have told me three weeks ago, hey, you're going to go into the Penn State game without James Butler, and Akram Wadley got hurt against North Texas, had to come out of the game, I'd go, ugh. There's no chance you lose that game by 30. After watching Torn Young and 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 Ivory Kelly Martin, I look at it and say, you know, there's there's a dro- obviously a drop off. Akron yes. is a special player. It's not like the offense goes into stall mode once you put those two guys in the backfield. Now, should be said, North Texas's defense is not a Big Ten defense, 
and they're certainly not Penn State. So we'll see what happens on Saturday, but I think we're going to find out, Travis, because Wadley, like I said, you're going to have to move him around, probably line him up in the slot a few times, which means Torn Young's going to be in that backfield, and that's only effective, as you talk about a lot, if you actually use it. You can't just use it as a decoy constantly. If Wadley lines up in the slot five times and you throw to him five times, it's not going to be successful. So you've got to find ways to get him the ball and ways to move him around the field, and the only way to do that effectively is to have somebody else that can carry the ball in the back. You surprised this isn't a sellout yet? Yeah, I am, man. I'm, I'm disappointed. A bit, I'm disappointed is the right word, too. Uh, I was on with Van and Bonnie this morning, and, and Van started the, the segment by you know, painting the picture of Saturday night. You're walking out of Kinnick Stadium, and how much different that feeling is between winning and losing. And I started reminiscing, Travis, about being a season ticket holder with my buddies and being there in 08 when the when the Hawkeyes beat Penn State, a ranked Penn State team at night, and coming out of Kinnick Stadium. That was, that's one of those memories that will last a lifetime. I can remember that feeling of just bouncing down the corridor with my, with my friends after the Hawkeye win. I can remember Hawkeye losses and you're walking out of there. The, how different that feeling is, and I miss it. As much as I love doing sound off with you, I do miss that feeling yeah. of being up there in those games. And um, I, I, I think that the... But there's no excuse to have a night game when both teams are undefeated, not sell out. I can tell you why, Travis. Okay. $95, dude. Yeah, I know. And here's the other thing. I'm, I was lucky in that I did this with my friends. And now at 39, I wouldn't be doing that with my friends. If I were going up there still, it'd be with the wife and it'd be with my son. And now we're looking at $300 to walk in the door. And that doesn't count parking. That doesn't count food food for tailgating, food for at the game. So, I mean, this is a real problem. So my, my real take on it is, Travis, I don't think the university cares. That's sad. I, I think the university would rather sell 4,000 less tickets at $95 a piece than sell it out for $55. Well, yeah, because you're making more money. And that's, and that's all they care about. They don't really care about the game day experience. I mean, yeah, that, that's, all, that's, that's icing on the cake, and you can, you can sell that to people, and you can get some people to show up if you continue to do that. They don't care about that. Yeah, it's $6.1 million just at 65000 and the other thing is, like I've heard, they're not. That's not going down. <laughs> they're never. It doesn't matter. The Hawkeyes could go one and eleven, and they're not going to say, "Well, next year we're just going to charge you fifty-five dollars to come see the best teams." So you know your four hundred dollars season ticket, your two hundred and fifty dollar, whatever. They they came up with some gimmicks this year inside the season ticket packages, right? You had like this. Yeah. There was a flex ticket package, and there was a three game package, and there was the random ticket package. I mean, let's say seventy thousand, right? That's a that's yeah. a that's a sellout. And yeah. fifty bucks a ticket is three point five million. Yeah, and sixty five thousand is what six point one million. Yeah, so you're doubling and your you, money. Yeah, if you, you're yeah, doubling right, your money right. just by four thousand less people, and, five thousand less. And people. I think there's an argument to be made. Like Chad brought this up when we were doing uh, Hawk Central uh, Wednesday night. That it's not if you were one of those people that bought a ticket for ninety five dollars for this game, it's not fair for the for the university to now come out and say, hey, we're going to reduce ticket yeah. prices to fifty bucks. I don't. To me, that's the way the market works. <laughs> like you, that's the way it works. If you really want to sell those seats, you drop those ticket prices. 
Yeah, because they're probably not the best seats in the world anyway. No, no. Several parts of this, Travis. Another thing that should be said that hasn't been brought up a lot, it's not going to be noticed. 4,000 empty seats in a 70,000-seat arena, yeah. you're not going to be noticed. Unless, it's, unless they're all in like one section, which you they're could, not going to be. But Travis, that's the thing. You could have 4,000 students not show up. Yeah. I've seen, you You've know, seen that. I've seen that, right, where we've been there. Uh, when I we used to sit, my, my uh, seats were in section 101, which is diagonal from the student section. So we were always looking at that student section. So I've seen that happen before. It's not going to be any less loud or, or, or louder if you get or don't get those 4,000 extra people. It's not going to look any better or worse without those 4,000. You're not going to notice it. But there is something special about a sellout. There is something cool that you say, hey, I mean, because most people say you couldn't sell out a top five showdown, you know, against a, or a, a, a game against a top five team. I, I think people like to brag about it. I'm not disagreeing with you with what you're saying, but there is something cool about saying, hey, we, we sold it out. Uh, okay. I, I'll agree with you that there are that people see that as cool. I'm not. I'm not one of them. I don't. Because you can have fake sellouts. I mean, well, Nebraska does. Nebraska it does it all the time. The fake ticket sales, Travis. We've had this conversation a lot off the air, but I've been a part of organizations that have done that. I mean, don't go to a soccer match and tell me that the announced paid attendance is how many yeah. people are in the stands. That's crazy. The announced paid attendance is who paid. Well, yeah. Well, the, not o- always the, same. the owner might have bought a thousand tickets that didn't get given away, or that were given away to people that didn't show up at the game. Guess what? Those were paid tickets. So it's not turnstiles. It's the amount of and that's so you can fake all that stuff. And I hope to God somebody doesn't do that. They step up and say, "Well, we're just gonna we're gonna get a donor to buy these seats because we want to have the sellout. We want to have this." fake pat on the back that we actually sold out a game you got sixty five thousand people showing up on saturday place is going to be rocking going to look great on television when you do the wave they're going to delay the commercials to show the wave and it'll be (laughs) you know hey by the way our friend uh we we have a friend julie fry that uh listens to your morning show listens to kx snow a lot i know she listens to sound off when her her cyclones aren't playing did you by chance read her piece about uh her brother and the waves of emotion uh-uh. Did you get? I'll, I'll send that to you. I Very well, but and I think that's you know Travis and I are starting to become a little bit cynical about the um, the commercialization of the wave already. But it, it's important to remember every time Travis about the real impact that that's having. And that's the kids, absolutely. And the and not just the kids, man. The families, everybody that's involved with those kids and those those people that are up in that hospital. Um, they it's impacting every one of them: aunts, uncles, grandmas, grandpas brothers sisters across the board and that julie was a sister of uh, uh her brother died of cystic fibrosis and it's so very important whenever i don't want you and i to come across as these callous jerks which we are we are but i don't want us to come across that way in the public and i don't think we're trying and what we're doing is more or less the commercialization of it is and it's not even that it's just going to become oversaturated because yeah. um from here on the rest of the season when you have a new crew everything it's just going to get done all the time and that's where our cynical well, side the comes perfect in. example was last week when the register put out a tweet saying how wonderful it was and how noble it was of ESPN to delay their commercials to show the wave. Well, they didn't delay their commercials. They had it built into programming that they were going to show the wave. And yeah. and I, just, I don't like emotion being used 
as as an advertising tool. So he's Ross Peterson. I'm Travis Justice. The Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off pregame podcast. Don't forget the Hawkeyes taking on Penn State Saturday night, Kinnick Stadium. The Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on air edition will start approximately 10:30, maybe before, maybe after. Go all the way up till 1:30 in the morning on Sunday. Ross, have a safe trip fishing. Thanks, buddy. And have a great show. And I we are I probably will try to give you a call on Saturday night because okay, we're be cool. going to get to the island and we're going to fire up the satellite. Watch the game, and then at some point, uh, you know, a couple of beers in, we'll give you a ring. Excellent. It's right, the buddy. Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off pregame podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you on Saturday on the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO.